Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Lee Habib, and this is Our American Stories, and we tell stories about everything here on this show, including your stories. Send them to OurAmericanStories.com. And now a story from Hank Brown, the extraordinary statesman who led three different universities, served as Colorado's senator, and was fortunate to work with beef pioneer Kenny Monfort. Here's Hank paying tribute to his friend Kenny. I think the thing that I'll remember most about Kenny, his tolerance. Kenny was a liberal Democrat. He eventually switched to the Republican Party, but uh, he was opposed to the Vietnam War, and yet he still hired me, who'd been there and supported it. At one point, a close friend of his in the community had a shoe store and had criticized Kenny publicly and really nasty remarks about him in the local newspaper over one of the projects the company was doing. And I think it hurt Kenny's feelings because he was uh, thought him of him as a good friend. Some friends of Kenny immediately organized a boycott at the shoe store. If he would say such horrible things about Kenny, they didn't want to do business with him. When Kenny heard about it, he called everybody involved in the movement and urged them to patronize the store and not penalize this fellow who'd been so uh, nasty to him. And Kenny's explanation was that if you can lose your livelihood 
by expressing your viewpoint, then your freedom of speech doesn't mean anything. You have to have the kind of society where people don't destroy your livelihood even though they might disagree with you. Because if you do, you destroy the whole concept of freedom of speech. I know there are a lot of people who give lip service to freedom of speech, but it would come down to somebody who says hateful things about them. That's a different test. For Kenny, he took tolerance of others seriously. To him, it was a part of what America is. I just found him an extraordinary individual. You know, Kenny was, uh, while he was uh, extraordinarily wealthy, and of course he left a huge fortune in the Montford Foundation, was the most down-to-earth soul you ever saw. He was kind of famous for his dress, his casual way of dressing. For Kenny, work was what mattered. That was what was real. How he dressed, the car he drove, the house he had, none of that was important to him. What was important to him is what he accomplished with his jobs and his work. And he took enormous pride, I think, in all the good jobs that he provided for people. So he would come sometime to work with not caring about what he wore at all. I mean, he'd wear red pants and a green shirt or, I mean, it was totally unimportant to him. I remember one of his buddies, we'd hired a guy named Sonny Mappelli, a wonderful soul. Kenny loved his company and Sonny and Kenny would have lunch often. And at one of the lunches, Sonny turns over to Kenny and he says, Montford is a total waste for you to have money. It's a crime. And Kenny said, what are you talking about? He said, Montford, it's a, it's a crime for you to have any money. You have no idea how to spend it. You never take a vacation. You, you dress like a bum. You, <laughs> you drive an old car. You don't spend any money on anything on yourself ever. You shouldn't be allowed to have any money. <laughs> and uh, all the observations were true. Kenny was all about what he could accomplish. Went to a, a, a fundraiser in the hustle of getting down there. He ended up with one black lace shoe and a, a, a brown loafer with manure on it. And uh, They were looking, pointing at his shoes, laughing. And Kenny looks down and says, huh. I've got a pair like that just at, at home. A good sense of humor and utterly to, to him, how he dressed or, or the, the surface things in life weren't important. I remember when we sold, went public with a stock offering and a very distinguished guy came in from the brokerage firm that was doing the underwriting. We were going down to Denver to do uh, a due diligence meeting, but it was all the stockbrokers and major investment firms and so on in the Rocky Mountain region that had come to this gathering where they got all of them together to talk about the company and the public offering. So it was a way of selling the stock. And uh, Kenny had a nice pair of slacks on that day, which was unusual, but an old rumpled shirt, brown loafers on that had manure on them because he'd been out in the feedlot. And uh, we were late leaving the packing plant. Kenny was working on a couple things on the breakout for the prices. So finally we leave late. Well, the, this big vice president from New York was getting more nervous all the time because he could see we were going to be late. Well, Kenny drives quite quickly down to Denver. Fortunately, didn't get a ticket. But the closer we got to Denver, you could see this guy thinking, my God, Kenny is going to go into that meeting looking like a bum off the street. 
And Kenny was a big guy. He was like 6'4". So, you know, he was a big presence. Pull into the parking lot and uh, Kenny casually kicks off his loafers with the manure on them and grabs a pair of dress shoes and back, grabs his shirt that he had in the back of the car and changes shirt while he's driving, puts on a tie and uh, gets a coat that he had in the back and gets out of the car looking like a million bucks and, and the vice president from the underwriter goes, oh, <laughs> but he was, had been convinced that Kenny was going to go in to the uh, due diligence meeting looking like a bum, so Kenny could dress up when he had to. Uh, but a couple years later, the stock had dropped from 16 down to 8. And one of Kenny's best buddies was a liberal columnist from the Denver Post named Tom Gavin. And he was a close friend. And so Gavin calls him up and says, uh, Kenny, I noticed your stock came out at 16 and now it's selling for half of that at 8. How do you explain that? Kenny says, uh, Tom, you forget, I was a seller, not a buyer. He was utterly unpretentious. And a special thanks to Hank Brown for sharing stories about his dear friend. And my goodness, just listening, you would have wanted to have known Kenny. The lack of pretentiousness, the humility. And my goodness, not boycotting that guy when everybody wanted to because he just thought it was just so wrong to put a person out of business because of their speech. Hank Brown telling the story of his friend, Kenny Monfort, here on Our American Story. Lee Habib here, the host of Our American Stories. Every day on this show, we're bringing inspiring stories from across this great country. Stories from our big cities and small towns. But we truly can't do this show without you. Our stories are free to listen to, but they're not free to make. If you love what you hear, go to OurAmericanStories.com and click the Donate button. Give a little, give a lot. Go to OurAmericanStories.com and give. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.